0: Hey you, welcome to episode 246. Thank you so much for rocking with this podcast. OG members, if that's you, I've got nothing but love for you. And if you're new to this podcast, welcome to the family. Audio episodes like this go out every single Monday. And you can stream them everywhere you find podcasts on. You can also head over to our website, legallycluelessafrica.com. Sign up to join our family there. And you can also watch our video series and our tour series. We actually have four seasons of a video series out. Yeah, head over to our YouTube. All those links are in the show notes. So make sure you head over there and really become part of the fam. I'm excited for this episode because the past month we've been going through Monica's story and we're finally at the finish line. The final part of her story is coming up a little later in this episode. Listen to this.
1: My marriage was almost scrambling, you know, after all that time we've stood together. Then relatives who are not there, they start coming. You know, my husband is a firstborn in the family. So they are like, tu nam So they started coming with the suggestion of taking a second wife. Wakuza. And it got to a point I felt like, I I can't stomach this pressure. We gave ourselves a break, a break. Me, I left and went back to my father's house.
0: That's coming up in a bit. So keep it right here. And song of the week. Oh my goodness. First and foremost, one of the things I loved when I first joined TikTok was I was discovering so much new music. And then my TikTok feed just became funny fail videos. Then it became really hot, guys. <laughs> i'm one of those people who just be like hey sh- look at this man's shoulders but then now it's back to <laughs> it's back to music it's back to music and i stumbled on this guy who makes lo-fi music but like afro beats so his name is actually lo-fi afro beats and he has this song that is quite catchy i really like it it's called good vibes infinity tt like infinity but the you spell the N-T-I-T-I-T-I. Yeah, not T-Y. It is so yummy. It is just so yummy. So i have put a link to the song in the show notes. Please check it out because this is one of those moments that I stumbled on a song on TikTok and it wasn't just like the hook. that <laughs> That's dope. You know what irks me? I've just said that and I remembered a particular artist whose music just irks me because I fall in love with the chorus or like 15 seconds of the song. Because his music always goes viral on TikTok. And then I listen to the full song. Because I have so much psych. I'm just like, oh, today I'm going to listen to the full song. And then his bars are just so weak. It's Jack Harlow. And I try not to shit on any creator of things. Because if I don't like it, doesn't mean it's terrible. Because, you know, somebody else will like it. That's just how it is with art. But almost all his songs, (laughs) I fall in love with them. Because of 15 or 30 seconds on TikTok. And then I listen to the full one. And then it's just not for me. Ah. Anyway. He gave us White Boy. What were we calling it? Winter? Mm. All the hot white men dancing to his song. He gave us that. So he's forgiven. Anyway. I have two things to say before we jump into 100 African Stories. The first one is I met so many of you at the Heels Connect event. It was magical. Thank you so much for coming out but I also want to say like just an extended enveloped thank you to everyone who shares that they appreciate the work that we do here on Legally Clueless. We get messages on Instagram from I think this week we got like from Rwanda, South Africa, the UK, the US and it's really such an honor to be able to share things that you can connect with here and I also want to thank people who walk up to me And share that they connect with the podcast in one way or another. Or our video series or whatever it is. The workshops actually. Or the group therapy sessions. Whatever you connect with that we're doing here. Thank you so much for sharing kind words with us. Because there are so many moments that I rely on those words you share with me to keep going. So it's not in vain. If you send it via DM, it really does mean something. Because there's many moments and you definitely will relate to this. There's many moments in whatever we do as humans. You might think that, what's the point? Like, why am I even doing this? Nobody's connecting with this or this is a waste of time. I'm human. So I do have those moments. And when I do, at least I can tap into your words, you know, and yeah. So I'm very, very thankful. That was one. The second thing is, there's a movie that you have to check out. Well, not have to, but I think you should. (laughs) I watched it last night and I wept like I was at a funeral, my goodness. The movie's called Otto. I think the main guy's Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think it is. And first just a heads up, it has themes of suicide running through it, like that's like a major theme in the film. So, did it have a trigger war- it it did actually have a trigger warning. And so when I saw that, I was a bit hesitant to watch it, but I was still like something There's something interesting here. Let me watch it. I'm really glad I did. It was such a reminder that there is so much love for you, even outside what society trains us to think should be our only communities, you know, so like family, right? And sometimes that doesn't work out. It was such a reminder that chosen families are real. Friendships where you experience love and intimacy are important. Those can grow into your family. You're not alone. You're never alone there's just so much love for you. And I just felt like I need to share that reminder as we inch closer to the festive season and holiday time, which can be very scary for a lot of people. Last year, I was freaking out. And I think I shared it on the podcast, but I was still being like undercover about my divorce. But I was so scared about Christmas because I didn't know how was I going to start a new tradition. What did it look like? I had moved to this town where I knew little to nobody but can you imagine as much as I was so scared it ended up being the best Christmas I've had in a long time and it was a very simple Christmas but I felt so loved and so appreciated and So just remember, you are never alone. There is so much love for you, so much love. And you can have chosen family, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that helps, but I truly know that the festive season can be quite hectic or maybe even that your family, you for whatever reason have to be around them and maybe there's a toxicity or a trauma related with that space and or there could be triggers related to that space. One, always know that you don't have to be somewhere you don't want to be. Two, in case that's not an option because, you know, people are different and our circumstances may be different. Please hang in there. Oh, my goodness. Like I just, If that's the situation you're in, I want to give you a big hug. Please hang in there and just always know you, you're not alone. You're never alone. And there's so much love for you. Okay, let's jump into 100 African Stories. This is the third and final part of Monica's story. We left off where her husband was doing research to try and find organizations that could help pay for her cancer treatment. And he found Kenya Cancer Association and he heads there to see if they can help. 100 African Stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa.
1: So... He met this lady called Josephine. Josephine akamambia Kenya cancer organizations like the umbrella body of all cancer organizations. So we don't have fans per se. But I can refer you to an organization nimesikia in inaitwa Faraja Cancer Support Trust. Iko MP Shah. Siyempisha ndo tumefanya CT scans. So akaenda. he met with Philip. Philip was the patient support manager, a psychologist by profession. Kamuwelezea, Philip anamambia, kuna kitu yenye mneza atauza basi mpate, hamaambia, we have exhausted everything. Atuna mali yoyote, na bado tukuna endelia kuklia bilia kijabi. So Philip akamambia, okay, I'll raise your story to Shaira, Shaira the founder of Faraja, and then we'll see if something comes up, well and good, if it doesn't come, at least we may try. Ni sawa. So we we were just like, Mungu sasa Funguanjia, njia. Sisi tu mechoka. Harambe, we had done seven of them in church. Mm-hmm. Mbaka watu sasa wakisikia, wana, waki, people used to see number Kate. Kate was the treasurer. She even told us. Watu wengine walikua nani, ah-ah, si harambe ya Monika Buluma tena. In fact, at a, uh, the, uh, so there was a time she wanted to take a car because she had kids uh, kakua, like connecting public means going up country. I ended personal car. So she was asking one of our friends, I'm Saidiana because we but this person was already like You know, people were also exhausted. We have asked to meomba to meomba mbaka, to So the day my husband lost his phone, that is the day we get uh, help from Faraja. So he came and told me. Ameibiwa simu kwa gari. But before aibiwe simu, the last call, gari likuwa inapigia kelele. Philip akamwambia, kuja kesho, tumepata msaada. And then from there, awakupatana tena. So when he alighted, that he anenda kumpigia simu, askia alikuwa nasema nini. Uh, uh, the phone is not there. So he was like, what if that call... Ingeme, if philip was trying to reach out to us and sim already maybe but already i shapata question the word patikana. so the following day we went to faraja and uh, we were told now uh, my case was now hand uh, given to the lead oncologist at mpsh Cancer Care Kenya. Cancer Care Kenya is the cancer center of MPSHA where you don't have to be admitted. You can just walk in as an outpatient. You get your chemotherapy and radiotherapy and you go home. So this Dr. Vijay, one of the best oncologists in the country, had gotten hold of my story. And he was like, this is a case you must support. As in esophagectomy on a 24-year-old. This one you must support. So Dr. VJ really uh, propelled Faraja. And then they had just received funding. And then it's an organization that is starting. Well, wow. I I usually say, God sometimes sends angels when you least expect. Because my treatment was paid for fully. Half a million Kenya shillings. 500,000. In fact, we were like, are you guys serious? Akuna kitu mtatuitisha, Ni nyinyi mjilete tu kwa hosi. Sasa ni transport. Transport atusha walipia. But all the treatment has been paid for. Monica, you need to come tomorrow. They do the markings where you'll be getting your radiotherapy. Wa... We went back home, we broke the news to people, and imagine the people who were feeling like wamechoka hawataki mamboyetu. some of them thought that we've been given 500 Kenya shillings cash, and others were like, unaona, sasa ya imewafanya wamekua wadosi. And we are like, atujapewa pesa they have written a check direct to the hospital. So I used to have chemo on a weekly basis because my cancer is the type type of cancer where many people don't survive. So even the treatment that accompanies it has to be very strong treatment. So I used to get chemo Monday, every Monday, and radio Monday to Friday. So I was doing them concurrently. And it really takes the grace of God, because in most cases you find you will either start with one, finish with the other, or if it's chemo, you do once in a month. But here we are talking of, in a month, I've done four cycles of chemo. It was really by God's grace. I, I remember at that time even climbing those stairs, and it's just a one-story building. Hey, ati nimefika apo juu. Uh, people will, be, will actually clap for me at because there were times they lived in Gesumbua. So we just used the stairs. Guys used to look at me. They're like, hey. And then they're telling my husband, you are a good brother. Aki sister. And then he's like, is my wife. What? Because I'm trim, I'm tiny. And the driver who used to uh, bring us, I always pray that God just blesses that man. He had just retired he decided to open his uh, uh, timber business. Yani he just used to ask us for fuel only. We don't pay him anything. He will bring us to the hospital. home So I did, it's called adjuvant chemoradiation. Yani chemotherapy and radiotherapy at the same time. For six weeks, but by the time I was in my third week, my immunity went low. Because remember, radio is Monday to Friday, chemo is Every Monday, So by the time the effects of chemo are starting to go down by Friday, Monday I'm on another cycle. So by the third week my immunity went down, they checked, the blood count was low, uh, the platelet counts was not within that range that is usually accepted because before you do chemo and radio they have to check if generally you are okay, you can be put on chemo and you are weak, then uh, you are gone. So I was now put on injections. One injection goes for 15,000 shillings. That injection is supposed to boost my bone marrow to produce more blood cells because at this time, it's like the bone marrow is not working. We can't go back to Faraja. They have already paid. They were given the quotation. They have paid half a million. So how am I going to go back to them? So sasa ni marafiki. Marafiki pi and That lady, Kate... When we told her about uh, those three injections that I was supposed to get, so that is forty-five thousand. That lady just went to her bank account and withdrew thirty-two thousand shillings, and she told us she can. And then he made us go to the because Sasa Tena going to be a money. half a million, and it had brought a lot of politics that it even made me fall out with some family members because mm-hmm. some of them were thinking mepewa pesa me we try to tell them kwa direct kwa ba- kwa hospitali they don't believe us so kate was like Apana. we a we, few friends had ra- helped to raise the first injection so she was like 30,000 imebaki because one injection is 15,000. She just gave us 32,000. Akasema sema hii ata msirudishe. Hii mm-hmm. safari imekua mingi kama yondoi inafanya pate nguvu amalize malize iyo kemo. So finally I got that in- and that injection again is not an injection that many people are lucky to have. It's called Newkin 30 MCG. Ukipata iyo Newkin, wewe ni mtusonko sana. I'm, I'm very sure at maybe it goes for much higher because we are talking of 11 years down the line. So I got the new kin uh, three shots. Then my uh, bone marrow produced uh, more blood cells. Then I went and uh, finished the session. So I finished uh, chemotherapy and radiotherapy in late October. (laughs) So I I could imagine the journey all the way from January until October. In fact, the first time I appeared on national television sharing my story was in November, one month after all this ordeal. And it was Africa Cancer Foundation, led by Anyang Nyongo, which wanted a survivor story together with a caregiver. So in this case, Mrs. Nyongo was the caregiver to the husband, who was the patient. So they were like, we we want now the reverse, a patient who has been like the woman and then the husband, the caregiver. So when they approached Faraja, Faradha was like, in fact you have just come at the right time we have this young couple blah 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 and they called us at Safaricom uh, Michael-Joseph Center. Michael-Joseph also shared his story that he had colon cancer, Mm -hmm. but he had not come out in public. So it's only the people who were there at that time that we realized, oh, Kumbe, he has also battled cancer. That was the time I think uh, the late Bob Colimo was now taking over from Michael-Joseph. So it was Safaricom that had sponsored the event, so we were there. I shared my story after that All the journalists were on my neck. Can I do a story with you? Can I do a story with you? Because it was something that people were saying, this is a beacon of hope. This is something that we have not even seen. Even the medics that were there, they were like, this is something that should be written even in a a medical class, even for students who are studying to become surgeons and all that. So after all this ordeal, I could say that I was now good to go, maybe go back to college, although I had already been prepared that for the next five years, I'll just be an in-and-out patient. Mm-hmm. So even looking for a job was a problem because for every after every six months, I'll go back to theater at Kijabe. In total, I have gone back to Kijabe 11 times to the theater, and then at M.P. Shaw, I will still go for regular checkups. Sometimes they check my blood count. There was a time, again, it went low, up to 6. In 2015, I had to had a transfusion. So I've had transfusions like two times during the course of now the follow-up treatments. So during this time, Faraja used to have forums. You know, it's just starting. Mm-hmm. So all the time it has forums, it has talks about cancer. I'm free. I don't have anything to do. And our driver is always available. He takes me. So that is the time I started now changing my perception about all this. I saw the gap that is there in the provision of health care in the country, not just cancer, because I remembered Kenyatta. And I was like, I am lucky that... I left Kenyatta. But what about those patients that I used to see? In fact, sometimes we will sit down with my husband like, hey, now, na na because we had even gotten to know some names. We are lymek kweli. And then sometimes we'll be told, I hey, ulefulani alienda. So we were, I I I was like, I have been lucky that uh, my treatment in as much as it has really been a very big ordeal. But I got my treatment on time. So I started seeing the gaps. The issue of chemotherapy and radiotherapy at that time, if it's not Kenyatta, the private facilities that were there, their charges were very high. So how many people can afford half a million? So that's why you find many people were queuing at Kenyatta because it's only Kenyatta that they can afford. So I started having... In fact, I started regretting why did I drop biology? Mm. Because now I was like, I want... Anything that I do now to be focused on health matters, health matters. I really felt like there is something that we are missing as a country in the provision of healthcare services. So that's when my dream of now creating cancer awareness, because now I was like, if I have gone through this, if I go somewhere and I talk, People will listen to me more than they will listen to a doctor. And that is what happened. I will be called to Kijabu and they have support group meetings. And the surgeons are sitting down. So I'm like, ah, see, Mwamuke, you know, we had become friends. My long stay in hospital, we had become friends. Uh, Dr. Baraza Siwam Kena Sama Apana Wewe Ukiyongia watu watakusikia Kushinda Venya Mimi Jumimi Naongia Kama Daktari mm. Lakini Wewe Ni experience and it's a lived experience because ni kitu Kuona Umepitia Na, you have made it. So that's when I became a cancer awareness ambassador. That's when I started saying, you know, life is short. I had seen a lot of people die. I had and then in 2012 so many big people even in the country they died njenga karume michuki so i remember that time when we were looking for funds i remember a relative telling us sasa kina michuki akina njenga karume ye pesa see at ndiyushida. kama ni pesa ndio ingewaweka alive wamekufa na wewe. you know mtu anaku discourage too at that time again uh, the sitting president of ghana the late john Atta mills had gone for treatment in the UK, he came back in a casket. The then prime minister of Ethiopia, you know, at that time, I decided I want to be really aware of what is happening currently whenever I hear the word cancer. So, uh, Meles Zenawi, and I think he had been the longest serving uh, prime minister of Ethiopia. He too went abroad for treatment, came back in a casket. So people were like, kama sitting presidents wanakufa cancer. Kama ma ministers, former ministers wenye na pesa wanakufa cancer. Wewe yako sasa, you know. But me, I was telling them, ah, waneza kuwa ni pesa wako mimi sina, lakini ni ta survive Kwa sababu mungu kunakazi kazi, ameni patia. So growing up, our family, most people are tall. I can't say like, uh, that because uh, most of my cousins play basketball. So when I was growing up, I used to look at myself in the mirror, you know, at a princess, a model. I remember even my mom used to say, kiyo sana na nilikuwa My sisters will be like, wee anza kujitearisha. Because zi yako, unataka, tena feel like, mm because I started even applying makeup when I was in high school. So this dream of becoming a model was there when I was young. Then it came and faded when I joined high school. Now I was like, I want to be an accountant. But uh, some of my classmates would even dare me. Monica, I try Mamboya, Miss Kenya. And I'm like, hey, me, I have a very strict mother. Anaonanga vitu kama hizo anasema masomo kwanza. But cancer treatment is now what propelled me to become a model as in a childhood dream that had died was now awakened after the cancer treatment because uh, one time we were there and then Faraja is like we are doing the first Faraja fashion show. We want to show people that even if you go through cancer treatment, doesn't mean my you can still live a normal life even if challenges will be there you can still look beautiful doesn't matter the hair loss and all that, so they bring uh, three modeling agencies and some designers. Akinakiko Romeo, so that's my hey. be your your time. hey. I'm I'm now sitting with designers, and every designer wants Monica Buluma to put on their outfits. Everybody's like, "Are you a model in real life?" And I'm like, "It was just a childhood dream, but I've never tried." Some of them did not believe until they heard my story. Some of them had to be even shown CDs that actually I am there to just cut work because of the cancer tree. Because Faraja was like, the models have to be cancer survivors Mm -hmm. for the event to make sense. You can't bring uh, somebody who doesn't understand what is cancer. They haven't gone through that because it was a cancer event meant to raise funds to show people that you can still look beautiful. And there I am, the lead model. In fact, now, some of the designers, I just had to beg them. Everybody's like, you've got the figure, you've got the face, you've got... And I'm like, oh, so kumbe, there is so much potential that can come out of somebody after an experience. So that's how I became a cancer awareness model and a cancer awareness ambassador. So I went for checkups, like I've said, 11 times up to 2017. That is when the doctors wrote a report to declare me to be in full remission. Of course, the report has to be written by the oncologist and also the surgeons so that uh, they compare and they say, after we have seen this lady for these five years, we can certify that. There is no evidence of the disease ever coming back. And I thank God because with me, I took the words of the doctors very seriously. I never missed my checkups. I used to say, Kama ni opesa ita patikana ita patikana. and now because I had the confidence, I took myself to Safaricom Foundation. There is one time they are the ones who paid for a, a, a procedure. So uh, until 2017, I was declared to be in full remission. My case has been cited as the best case of oesophageal cancer in the country. And... The oesophageal cancer, the cancer patient that has undergone esophagectomy, esophagectomy is that surgery which I had mm-hmm. in Kenya because such surgeries are hardly done in Kenya. The surgeons say they have operated on other patients but not with big tumors like me. And in some cases, maybe they operate part of the tumor, they leave the other part, because maybe the way the tumor is, if they operate all of it, it can cause problems to other organs. So I've been cited as the best case of esophageal cancer in the country. And the way God is good, you know, when you trust in God, and when you have that hope, even when things don't seem to work, my marriage was almost scrambling, you know, after all that time we've stood together. Then relatives who are not there, they start coming. Oh, kijana wetu sasa atabaki na mtoto You know, my husband is a firstborn in the family. So they are like, sasa utabaki tu na mtoto moja, So they started like saying... Uh, coming with the suggestion of taking a second wife, wakuza. I sawi umwenya mipitia hizi vitu zote ataza. And it got to a point I felt like, I I can't stomach this pressure. We gave ourselves a break. A break. Me, I left and went back to my father's house. I remember my dad before he died, he said, ni jenga nyumba and I know av- nimeza nimezawas chanawengi. So, mkiolewa kikiumana, hakuna mtu alifukuzwa. Mm-hmm. And, mini lirudi kwetu, uh, during that time, I was also praying for him because I remember at first when we went separate ways, I was like, "Nimekupea freedom. Oh, unataku, oh fuata kenye watu you know, But when I went for counseling, uh, when I was very angry, the priest told me, "Remember, this man lost his job taking care of you." He was still young, you were twenty four he was twenty eight angegekun aende pia fanye mambo yake, lakini mambo yake pia kas mama, so ye ye ha hawezi juwa nae an na ye, about all this, so just pray if it is the marriage that God had designed for you, mtarudiana Kama see o pia itakuwa that was the time God alikuwa me allow pamoja. So uh, finally when we reconciled, my husband stood his ground and told his people. Kama nyumu moja mmoja mwenye mungu alipanga ni tabaki na uyo mmoja. Na kama tatujalia wengine, si atinyini ndiyo mtatupe pressure kupata wengine. Mutuwache kwa sababu, yeye ii mwili imeandago vitu mingi, so atuezi tukakimbisha ii mwili atisijui iko hivi na hivi. And we just said, wacha tu vitu sasa zikuje as they come. And uh, in 2018, that's when I got my first job ever since I finished high school. This is the first time I'm getting employment in our local dispensary, the dispensary that I first started going for treatment. Mm -hmm. So this father, uh, Father Emmanuel, comes to do mass for our jumuya, our fellowships, Catholics, we call them jumuya. So I'm the lead singer there. So as after the masses we are taking, hey, you have a very beautiful voice. What is your name? Monica Buluma. Oh, so I have finally met the famous Monica Buluma. Oh, am I famous? Yes, the priests have discussed about you when we are eating, when we are relaxing. Oh, how you battled cancer. So we share with Father Emmanuel and how I was uh, supposed to go back to class, but I never managed because of cancer. So in 2018, he calls me. In fact, he didn't call me. He asked the church accountant. I want to see that cancer survivor. So this church accountant had to go through somebody. Nani ya Monica Buluma? Then I receive a call. No, I'm Timothy. Timothy? Timo, church accountant. Eh, hey, sema Timo. Father Emanuela anataka kuona. And that's how I got a job as a cashier. He just told me uh, at the hospital, we are lacking one cashier. And since you have done a bit of accounts, see, you can keep financial records. Yes, that's how I got a job. And I think it was God's plan because... I'm working in a hospital after going through a health challenge. So in as much as I'm there as a cashier receiving money, but I'm also interacting with patients. So I was like, maybe this is God's design that my life now is in line with health matters. That's why I, I even decided I don't want to go back to be an accountant. I want to do something in relation to health matters. And then... One month into the job, I start feeling dizziness. I experience a condition called dumping syndrome because my food doesn't get digested normally. Mm-hmm. The way it would for a normal person, it travels very fast because the digestive system is now shorter. So, because of that, uh, there are some things I'm lacking in the body, and then it causes a drop in blood pressure. So, I start feeling dizziness. So, somebody like me, I'm not supposed to fast. Even when Catholics during Lent time we fast, me, I'm not supposed to fast. I'm not supposed to be on an empty stomach. So that that effect of dumping syndrome, even if it comes, it won't find me on an empty stomach. If it finds me on an empty stomach, the dizziness can even make me faint. So that is the major effect of the surgery because the digestive system is not as it, as it's supposed to be. So me, I start feeling dizziness and I'm like, it's dumping syndrome. I tell the doctor and the doctor is like, but see, you are feeding well. You already know how to take care of your body after all the treatment. Then the doctor is like, let's check uh, blood. Everything is okay. HB is 13. Then he says, let's check uh, your urine. And then they check the urine, and the lab technician comes and tells, gives me the strip. There's somebody growing in you. And I'm like, what? I went and broke the news to my husband. Even him, he was shocked. You mean after all that, after what the relatives had said, I'm expectant. Of course, during the pregnancy, we were... Very careful, extra careful. I called the surgeon immediately and I was like, I've conceived. Do I come for clinics there? Because I was like, wacha uko, mnajua hali yangu. But he was like, since you work in a health facility, no need. Even delivery. I went to book myself there. They told me there's no need coming all the way. Just look for a good hospital in Nairobi which has a theater, so that in case they decide that with what you have gone through, chemo radio, your case will be CS, you are safe, no need to come all the way. So I had my second born in uh, 2019. That is nine years down the line after the firstborn, after people thought that I was not going to have a child again. And he's a boy. I named him Dr. Kraus after the surgeon who operated on me. Because when he left for America after his time in Kenya was up, he was like, Monica, you know, your story has become a testimony. And imagine... Even those relatives that think you cannot uh, give birth again, you will give birth. And then I was like, if I give birth to a boy, I'll name him after him. (sighs) Corona comes in 2020. We do uh, uh, Dr. Krause, my son's uh, first birthday in 2020 of May. The, that is the time lockdown is at 7. So I'm trying to cook very fast. Mimi niende job because I was reporting on night shift. Niache wageni kwa nyumba. My sister was like, we end a two tafanya the rest. So I start feeling again dizziness. I'm like, hey, leo, lakini, ya birthday, I'm totally mechoka na kazi. I Nikawana e dizziness hapana is dizziness Again, this time round, I was the one who just bought the strip myself. Cause I was like, my menses have not been regular since cancer treatment. But that is one of the challenges that affects again women who have gone through cancer. Sometimes you can even miss your, miss your menses for two years. And then when they come, they come like Rainfall, so I was like my my menses, even though they were not regular, but it got to a point they started being regular, so I was like i upon something is off somewhere, so I just bought the strip in a nearby pharmacy, and I checked myself. I'm expectant again. My husband again comes from work. Now I'm off duty that day. And I'm like, I'm expectant again. I'm like, hey, umtoto tu ya And then you had complications uh, while giving birth. I had I had developed a condition called meconia, where the child nikama ananza kupupu kwa tumbo because I had gone beyond the expected due date by two weeks. So we were really worried. Even the thought of abortion was there. We were like... Tennai to partier Stress Kama year last year. The thought of abortion was there, but after we sat down, we prayed. Me, I really prayed about it because me, I was the one who was like, if it is going to bring tenna problems, I better abort it. But I prayed, I prayed about it, and then I asked my spiritual father for his opinion, and he told me, Monica, what would have killed you was cancer. Now God has blessed you with. Another uh, bundle of joy. And remember what wa- was the reason why your marriage was crumbling children. So you, are, you want to tell God, I don't need your blessings anymore. God has given you not one but now two to show those relatives that he's able. Keep this pregnancy and you will see nothing will happen. And true to his word this pregnancy I worked night shift until the last day and then I gave birth to a baby girl on my birthday so I share a birthday with my daughter and I named my daughter Shaira the founder of Faraja because if not for Faraja I will not have had my chemotherapy and radiotherapy.
0: Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. Okay, so first and foremost, there's a link to Faraja's website in the show notes in case you or somebody that you know needs some support in their cancer treatment journey or maybe you're a caregiver to a loved one who's navigating cancer and you need support because Faraja actually also takes care of caregivers, these therapy sessions for caregivers. So I think it's important to go for that. I wish I had that back when we were... You know, holding my mom's hand through cancer treatment. It can be a lot for even the caregivers. So yeah, Faraj's website is linked in the show notes. Uh, Hey, Monica. (laughs) Monica has single-handedly taught me so much about cancer treatment. She remembers everything. And it's been like, what, 11 years. And she explains everything so well. I know a couple of doctors who could learn a thing or two from her. And I wanted to end Her three-part story with these kind words we got for her on our Instagram page. One is from Stella Maranga. She says, Monica is a wonderful storyteller. Such a great episode. She was talking about last week's episode. And she says, looking forward to part three. Stella, I hope you listen to this episode. Lizelle Becker from South Africa says, Monica's storytelling skill is out of this world. I agree, Lizelle. Do you know... When we were recording it, not once did I have to ask a question. She just kept actually I never asked a question even once. Like she just like shared the story, you know? And Lizelle says hers is a story of victory against all odds. Completely agree with you, my dear. Completely agree. Thank you for dropping some love for Monica on our Instagram page. And make sure you join our Instagram family. There's a link to it in the show notes as well as our TikTok. We have Legally clueless Correspondence now. So we're recording stories all year round. We want to hear your story and share it with the world just like we've done with Monica's stories. So... In the show notes, there is a storyteller form, fill it out, and we will get back to you. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. You could be in the States, you could be in the UK, you could be all over this beautiful continent of ours. We will record your story all year round. If you are in Kenya, make sure you catch this podcast on Trace FM, Monday, Wednesday, 1 p.m. and 11 p.m., And Fridays, we're there at 1 p.m. Just go to traceradio.theo.ke to stream. You know what? I really wanted to play you the story coming up in next week's episode. But I'm torn between two stories. And I know my producer is just going to have a hard time understanding this. But there's one story that's about... Learning to love yourself as a woman that is just so powerful. And then there's another story about leaving the UK and moving to Kenya to chase her dreams. Like solo dolo. So stuck between the two because listen, listen, just hear me out, hear me out. Okay? Hear me out. Let me at least get you on my side. (laughs) Because I feel like I have come into a deeper awareness with my femininity this year, like on such a deep level. I feel so connected to the fact that I am an African woman. I'm connected to what that means in terms of what I'm capable of achieving. I'm connected to it in terms of setting expectations for myself, not listening to society's bullshit. I'm connected to it even like in a sexual way where I'm like, what the fuck, it's not wrong for... (laughs) For a woman to love sex and like enjoy good, great sex. You know what I mean? I'm understanding what that means in terms of keeping myself healthy, mind, spirit, body, that I really want to share that story with you. (laughs) But also, the other story was so fun to record. And so, (sighs) okay, y'all are going to help me out. Once you listen to this episode, head over to our Instagram, DM us or comment on whatever post and just between the two which one do you want to hear next week like (laughs) and nobody say that i should give you two episodes because one that's not allowed okay you have to pick one of the stories and i am struggling i was meant to have picked one by mid last week and i'm still here struggling so help